Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bus One Podcast. We're glad that you could be joining us here today. We are on our way to Elkhart, Indiana, and we've got some time to kill. So I think it's time we should play some trivia. Contestants, please go ahead and introduce yourselves. What's up? I'm Connor. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm Alec. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! It's Bryce. Is this the real life? Good evening, gentlemen. How are we all doing today? Ready to roll. Very, very good. Just dandy. I'm nervous what you picked. I am too. (laughs) Well, Alec... Before I go on and tell you what topic I picked today, I'd like to explain the rules to everyone real quick. So this is how it's going to work. We have three levels of five questions each for a total of 15 questions. Round one, questions are worth one point. Round two, questions are worth two points. Round three, questions are worth three points. Everybody understand that? I think I can keep track of that. Yeah. Also... You're going to have to keep track because points don't really matter in this game and I don't really care. Got my whiteboard. We're ready. But also don't cheat. No promises, but there's a recording, I think, so they'll know. (laughs) All right. Also, once per game, the host is going to give a fake answer to one of the questions asked. Contestants have the opportunity once per game to try to figure out which question they believe is fake. If they correctly guess that the question they're challenging is fake, at the end of the game, they will gain three points. If they are wrong, they will lose three points. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and we did find out uh, per you last week that you can go negative. So thanks for demonstrating that. I really appreciate it. (laughs) You can go negative, but if you're smart about how you play the game, you can zero yourself out pretty damn quickly. (laughs) Do you still, if you're negative, can you still uh, wager all your points on the last question? (laughs) A hundred percent. I did it last time, so now it's canonically truthful. Truthfully it's, canonical. It's canon. It's canon in this podcast now. Also, please do not Google. Don't cheat. That doesn't make it fun. And the most points win. Does anybody have any questions before we get into it? What's the topic? Oh, Alec, I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> Today, our topic is going to be the Marvel Cinematic oh. Universe. Oh, I picked this topic with the three of you in mind. I have seen a Marvel movie. <laughs> Bryce, I think you are going to do better than you would ever actually. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. I also said last time that the Holes game was mine to lose. And you did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I, I fulfilled that promise. I can't believe I've been training for this very moment for years. I'm so excited. Yeah, you didn't even know. I've watched so many YouTube MCU breakdown videos. I'll be disappointed if I don't do well. <laughs> Can I ask a clarifying question? Is, is it just, are, are we sticking to mainly the movies? Is there like, are you bringing any comics into it or any like of the uh, one-off shows that are on Disney, let's say? Bryce, that is a great question. To answer it, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
Okay. <laughs> so the movies. <laughs> but technically the shows are in the MCU, so. Yeah, so actually all of the questions uh, are related to the movies. There is reference to TV shows, but I don't think I asked a specific okay. question about a show. All right, gentlemen, are we ready to get this party started? I see the cornfields out the window. Heck yeah. I'm ready. Okay, question one. In release order, what is the second movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Buzz? Alec, would you like to go first? Iron Man. Okay. Interesting. I believe Iron Man was the first movie. I'm going to go with The Incredible Hulk. See, now, I also agree with Connor that I thought the Iron Man was the first movie, but I think Iron Man 2 was the second movie. Very interesting. Three different yeah. answers. I like to see it. Ugh, Connor, you're making me doubt myself. I was They came out the same year, but I thought Iron Man came out after. Just 42 days after oh the release God. of Iron Man on May 2nd, 2008, The Incredible Hulk came out on June 13th of the same year. Starring Edward Norton as Bruce Banner and Liv Tyler as Betty Ross, despite only receiving a 61% on Metacritic, The Incredible Hulk actually earned a total of $263.4 million in box office sales and is quote-unquote technically considered to be a moderately successful movie. Definitely going to be honest, I have not seen The Incredible Hulk I haven't either. That's the only one I haven't seen. <laughs> so. That's okay, Bryce, because that's the only movie Edward Norton has ever appeared in. Ever? Um, because, no, obviously not <laughs> ever. So funny enough, actually, when the director of The Incredible Hulk was casting for the movie, the original choice for Bruce Banner was Mark Ruffalo, but they couldn't get him to join, so they cast Norton, and it was just a funny turn of fate that... Um, Norton ended up being a total a huge asshole, uh, and Kevin Feige was like, how about we talk to that Ruffalo guy again? Get so, Mark. Well, well, maybe he was just trying to method act. If I'm not mistaken, I do believe Edward Norton is a method actor. Yeah, so he was just pretending to be angry and mean. All right, uh, so Connor, you're the only one who gets a point for that round. Good Let's job, go. John. We all had like decent guesses, at least. No, that's exactly how I wanted that question to go down. You're so smart, Cameron. Thanks, Alec. I appreciate that completely <laughs> insincere answer or comment. True or false? Stan Lee had a cameo in every MCU movie ending with Avengers Endgame up until his death on November 12th, 2019. True or false? True or false? True or false? False. I'm going with false because I believe he had cameos in movies. That's what I was going to say, death. too. I, I think it's false because at least his voice was, was in afterward, I know for sure. But I think uh, they CGI'd him, too, didn't they? Uh, no. So, tangent, Stanley was never, never appeared in a movie after his death. Really? I thought he was in one that came out after. He, he was died. not. But we all said false, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Answer. False. Hey! Is it because he wasn't in one while he was alive? Stanley Martin Lieber, commonly oh referred gosh. to as Stan Lee, did not appear in 2010's Iron Man 2 due to quote-unquote creative differences with Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige on the character arc of Tony Stark. Lieber felt that the character development written for Tony was quote-unquote uncharacteristic of the superhero Jack, Steve, and I, 
spent years creating, developing, and drawing. As a primary creative director of Marvel Comics for two decades, Lieber is widely regarded as one of the most prominent minds in comic book history along t- alongside longtime creative partners Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. Lieber eventually resumed his cameos in the following Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Thor, following a written apology from Feige, accompanied by a bottle of 1792 single barrel reserve whiskey and a box of San Cristobal de la Habana La Punta Cuban cigars. I think that'd be enough to bring me back. <laughs> Dang. Didn't know that. Yeah, I um, I knew that. That's why I said false, you know. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, I said right. false because in my mind I was like, oh yeah, the seven ah, the cigars. And the cigars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone please give yourself a point. Alright. Gentlemen, question number three. What does the backronym for the Espionage, Law Enforcement, and Counterterrorism Agency known oh, as yeah. SHIELD stand for? Oh, I know the first two letters. Technically, there are three correct oh, answers. interesting. Superheroes in Earth <laughs> Leading Defense. I don't think you spelled SHIELD right. <laughs> no, yeah, no, actually, because I have typed out the word SHIELD so much in the last 24 hours it is, in fact, S H I No. No, just don't <laughs> yes. tell Alec. Alec I just, don't believe just, you. <laughs> just go with whatever you think it is. <laughs> I know we said no Googling. Yeah, you cannot Google how to spell shield. I can't? Oh, okay. No, I was just writing it down. That looks right, um, actually. That was, that was a good guess. I also think superhero makes sense. Um, That's it? That's all uh, you got? I, Bryce, there are four other yeah, letters in the uh, <laughs> Superhero uh, in Earth. I can't remember what Connor said. Are you just going to repeat what Connor, Connor said? said the are you just going to repeat what he said? <laughs> um, Bryce, you did say that you. if you're not sure, you may just repeat what other people league, say. League defense. <laughs> yeah. Go cool. on. This is one of those questions that they always ask the MCU actors in their press junkets to be like, haha, you don't know anything about your own movie. I know the first two are Strategic Homeland, and I don't know any of them after that, but I think the last one's Defense, that sounds right, or Department, or something like that. Alec, are you locking in a partial answer? Okay, let me just shoot for the whole thing. Strategic Homeland, Intelligence, Extraterrestrial, uh, Something with uh, Lakers. Uh, lots of defense. <laughs> <laughs> lots of defense. <laughs> so you're all wrong. Uh, really? I can't believe so, it. So in the August of 1965, the Supreme Headquarters International Espionage and Law Enforcement Division Ooh. was first introduced in Marvel's Strange Tales, issue number 135. Alongside titular super spy Colonel Nick Fury, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., citing inspiration from the 1960s spy fiction television series The Man from Uncle, Stan Lee created S.H.I.E.L.D. during a trend in American action series that centered around secret international intelligence agencies with catchy acronyms. For reference, Marvel would then go on to create 10 other similarly named organizations, such as Armor, Hammer, 
spear, strike, euromind, shape, stake, sword, uh, wand, and So did they just have one guy that, like, his whole job is just to, like, create acronyms for, like, the different organizations? So... This is what I mean by the term backronym. Backronym is when you start with a word and derive meaning out of the letters oh. instead of coming up with a name. That is a question I forgot I had. Yeah, I thought you were just didn't know what the word acronym was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just had a stroke or something. Also, Orcus? Funny you mentioned that. That's actually the only one that is not an acronym, but doesn't have any meaning. It's just called Orcus, and there's no explanation mm. why. Someone may need to fact check. So what's that, the actual right? answer? Oh, he, he I'm getting it. to the other two technically correct answers. In 1991, the backronym for S.H.I.E.L.D. was changed, actually. Oh so it went from the Supreme Headquarters International Espionage and Law Enforcement Division to the Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage and Logistics Directorate. But cool. it was once again changed when the MCU was launched to its most current and I would argue, most popular name, which is the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. So the three of you did not get any of no. those answers. Um, do, I, so, do I get two, two? No, you do not. Six, aka one third of a point? You do not. Would not have thrown logistics into that acronym. They're just also good at like delivering packages. <laughs> Commonly referred to as the God of Mischief, what is Loki's last name? Oh. Oh, sorry. This is a multiple choice question. I should probably... <clears throat> oh, oh I, I definitely got this then. With multiple choice, I think I have... I can we'll see. <laughs> All right. A. Giantborn. B. Laufison. C. Odinson. Or D. None of the above. Ooh. B. It's Laufison. Going with none of the above. None Odin of is his father. I, I think that's too obvious. Um, I don't know. Uh, I would rather pick one of the guesses than say none of the above. So I'm going to go with B. <laughs> Born on the planet Jotunheim to the king of the giants, Loki Laufeson was abducted at the end of the war between frost giants and Asgardians by the king of Asgard, Odin the Allfather, and he was raised alongside his adoptive brother, Thor. And, you know, most of his life, he didn't know that he was abducted by his adopted father. I mean, that doesn't cause any, like, mental issues for him growing Isn't up. Isn't this all in Thor 2? This is actually all from the original Thor movie. Oh. Actually, uh, I forget yeah. everything that happens in Thor 2011's <laughs> Thor. I forget how recent all of these movies are. Like... Bryce, I would not call 2011 recent. That was 11 years Relatively ago. speaking. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, relative to the <laughs> the Big Bang, you're right. That the is The only recent. other movie that's ever been referenced on this podcast is Holes. And we learned last week. It was Which 2003. is 2003. <laughs> Holes is more of a classic than any of the MCU. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> Achieving its proper status. All right. So, Bryce, Alec, you get another Shout point. out to Alec. <laughs> well done. I'm not going to say Bryce copied off of me. Hey, you're the one who chose to answer as quickly <laughs> as you did. <laughs> Sorry, Bryce is gaming the system correctly. Well, I guess I'll just always wait and be last. <laughs> 
why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> All right, question number five. In 2014's Captain America, The Winter Soldier, the Captain America exhibit is featured in which popular American museum? A, the Guggenheim. B, the Met. C, the Smithsonian. Or D, the International Spy Museum. I'm pretty sure the International Spy Museum is just a blank wall. They don't give anything I don't away. have a, a clear memory of it, but for some reason I want to say I see the Smithsonian. I was also thinking C. I'm going to go with the Smithsonian. I'm like 99% sure it's the Smithsonian. During the second act of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Steve Rogers returns to the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum to retrieve his original Captain America uniform as the newer one was lost earlier in the movie. However, at no point in the movie is there actually ever an explanation as to what happened to his new uniform. It literally just disappeared. Interesting. Well, they're, they uh, they kind of go back to that in the TV show, um, the one that I just did. Yep. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter yeah. Soldier. They do go to the Captain America exhibit. But is it at the Smithsonian again? Oh. In that one too? Yes, it that's, still is. Uh, that's what I based it off of actually. <laughs> I should have probably prefaced this entire episode with spoiler alert. <laughs> True. <laughs> I think about it. Hope you're caught up. Yeah, real quick, you guys, go back and watch 30 movies. Guys, there was the snap. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what happened. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting that it was the National Air and Space Museum. And, like, I thought it would have been, like, the Museum of American History. Well, in the MCU, Captain America is basically the military. They do some things in the... Uh, in the history museum yeah that's true the air and space museum is more like a uh i mean because you know planes connor no offense but planes are kind of stupid unless they got cool big rockets attached to them <laughs> we're gonna have big problems now <laughs> planes are so cool cameron all right well gentlemen that is the end of level one um you all got a point i think we're all tied at three yep because i had three. missed one along the way that you guys got all right. Well, gentlemen, I think I would like to play a game with you all. Um, it's called Culture. I have a question that I'd like to ask you all, and we should try to figure out what has had a larger impact on human society, the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the Star Wars Ooh. franchise? I thought you were going to say the DC Universe, and I was like, this is not even a question. Not even a question. So I think this question is particularly interesting because Star Wars obviously has had a huge impact on movies and cinema and sci-fi, but we only know that because we have the benefit of hindsight because of how old those movies are. I think given the scale of the MCU, there's a very easy argument to be made um, as to why you know, it could theoretically be more impactful than the star wars franchise i think i agree with you but the only uh, to play devil's advocate i, I think with the, the flux of media that we have now compared to when star wars came out i feel like star wars made a much bigger immediate impact when it had its moment as the like head movie franchise and I, that still carries over i mean they're, they're still doing what now they're on the boba fett um series um, yeah, but the Star Wars sequels are bad. I think it's Star Wars for sure because... Not surprised he answered that. Think about it. Star Wars 
has had like three generations of different movies. So there's so many more people who have been affected by Star Wars. MCU, like, yeah, they're big, but I think it's really just big in like a certain demographic. And again, they all came out within the last 10 to 12 years or something See, like that. I don't know. I think liking the MCU is like what hot people do now. <laughs> well, so the other thing I just thought of is actually with the amount of Marvel movies there are, that actually turns some people away from getting into the full MCU. Whereas Star Wars, you watch six movies, you know, and you got it. Yeah, and then three really yeah, you, bad ones. I mean, like I said, you watch six movies. <laughs> I'm going to jump in here because... I didn't think the the recent trilogy was that bad. I did enjoy it. I think the fact that we're talking about the movies of Marvel is, you know, makes this argument different because I think the comics would have been around before, like, the Star Wars movie oh, yeah. content. Um, but sticking just to the movies, like, Star Wars has been around longer. I know my parents don't really get into, like, the Marvel movies now as much. So I yeah. think, like, it's something that, like, Older folks will still get into. To even Cameron's now. point, though, that could be us thirty, forty years down the road when we're all yeah. When the rest of you are graying like me, and everyone <laughs> can look back and say, "Oh yeah, they're still doing some Marvel movies, and it's still somewhat relevant." For those of you listening on an audio medium, uh, you can't tell, but Bryce has gray hair. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, we're on to level two. Questions in this round are worth, you guessed it, two points. Who is the current Sorcerer Supreme? I, I know believe this. it's Wanda. I could be wrong. <laughs> the Sorcerer Supreme is Benedict Wong. That's the, oh, that's the name of the actor. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> his name is Wong. I've always loved that his name is Wong like in the movie and in real life. I like when that works out, and Alec is right, that he is the current Sorcerer oh, yeah. Supreme. I misunderstood they the question. definitely mentioned that <laughs> in Spider-Man 3. Yep. Portrayed by British actor Benedict Wong. Like get extra points for knowing the actor's the name? The current Sorcerer Supreme is none other than Dr. Stephen Strange's longtime friend and ally, Wong. In 2021's Spider-Man No Way Home, it was revealed that after Dr. Strange was blipped by Thanos during the Infinity Crisis, Wong took over the responsibility of Sorcerer Supreme. So, Connor and Alec, give yourself two points. Heck Let's yeah. go. All right, question seven. What is the name of the S.H.I.E.L.D. base located in Washington, D.C. that is a main location in 2014's Captain America, The Winter Soldier? A, The Fridge. B, The Hub. C, The Triskelion. Or D, the sandbox. Triskelion is way too far out no, there. No, it's Triskelion. You've got to be kidding. I really, I hope it's the fridge, <laughs> but my guess is Triskelion. So, to add a caveat, all of these are real shield locations that are either brought up in the MCU or in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is technically not canon, but I disagree. I mean, whoever came up with the Triskelion as a name, like, what a brainchild. But I'm going with the oh, fridge. Dang it! I just, I just think that's a that's a cool answer. I feel like out of principle, I'll go with the fridge because that was my instinct. I'm going with the fridge. Give me the I'm, fridge. I'm still on Triskelion. Based on an ancient motif consisting of a triple spiral exhibiting rotational symmetry, a Triskelion or Triskelis fridge, <laughs> <laughs> which is Greek for three legs. 
is often found in the form of either an Archimedes spiral or three bent human legs. See, I know that. (laughs) That's a complicated subject. What is the nickname given to Sebastian Stan's character, Bucky Barnes, during his winter soldier deprogramming treatment in the fictional African nation of Wakanda? Oh, I know this one. Oh, I know that. Please tell me it's not multiple choice. It is not multiple choice. I did not read off any answers. Well, I didn't know if you were pausing for dramatic effect. No. I have absolutely no clue. Bryce, if you come up with something that I think is funny, I will give you a point. Uh, (laughs) 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 I don't know. I I, I got nothing. The arm is what I'll go with. Uh, Ooh. (laughs) That is a little funny. That'd be hilarious (laughs) if he was the arm. That should be his superhero name. It's just Bucky the Arm Barnes. Okay, I will go next because I know I have an inkling of what it is, but I don't think I'm going to have the whole thing. I know it's something to do with a wolf. That's that's my thought. And I think he's like the 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 Iron Wolf, something like that. Interesting. Alec, the White Wolf. Oh shoot. In a post-credit scene in 2018's The Black Panther, T'Challa played by the late Chadwick Boseman, refers to Bucky Barnes as the White Wolf. Barnes would only later again be referred to as the White Wolf during the Disney Plus exclusive series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm beginning to think uh, I was not the right person to have on the Marvel episode. (laughs) Bryce, I think you're doing better than you think. I have three points. (laughs) No, Bryce, you have four points because the arm Uh, made me I'm not going to give myself a point. It's not creative. I could have done better. I held myself to higher standards than the other. I just realized I, I haven't even thought about the challenge question. Like if you had, if you had given a fake answer with your elaborate response, like I would have, I would have no idea if I would challenge it. I'm not challenging okay. anything because I'm going to go back to zero. <laughs> <laughs> so that means one of these post-question explanations is going to be absolute. Or all of them are. Did you go to all this effort to create a fake history about the Triskelion that took you 15 minutes to talk about? (laughs) At the end of the game, I will reveal. Okay. Finish this quote. The hardest choices, blankety blank. Can I choose any words, like, and just say it's a quote attributed to like a a different historical figure? What is it? The hardest choice choices? Blankety blank. Do we know how many words are left? Or that was just a... There are four words after the three words, the hardest choice. I'll give you that hint. Are hardly ever made. That's good, Bryce. Thanks. That'd be such a nihilistic line. <laughs> That'd be Alec? great. Oh my gosh, I don't know it. I'm going to say the hardest choices require the toughest soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the hardest choices come with great hardness. <laughs> the hardest choices require the strongest wills. I was oh, sort of there. Alec was right there. That is what Thanos says as he murders an entire oh, planet. I, or entire I recognize... <laughs> To, to be fair, I didn't want to give any context to help, but I did recognize that it was Thanos. I just had no idea what the last words were. <laughs> yep. All right. Question number 10. What is Thor's voice recognition passcode for the Quinjet in Thor Ragnarok? Okay, these are getting tough now. 
his voice password? Is it like a number or a word? It is a whole bit in this movie. Oh, and Thor Ragnarok? I haven't watched that one in a while. Do I get bonus points if I tell you what he tries to say? Absolutely. So so what he tries to say, he walks up to the console and he says, Strongest Avenger! And it doesn't do anything. He says, Strongest <laughs> Avenger! Nothing happens. Eventually he says, uh, Breakpoint, I believe. Ooh. I might be off on that. I know he says Strongest how, Avenger. How about Point Break? You gotta give that Point to Break. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. Flipped yeah, it around. Um, I think it's Point Break. Do I get the points? Bryce, I will not be <laughs> accepting that answer. I think right. it's uh, God of Thunder. Final answer. <laughs> I wonder what it is. This podcast is also brought to you by Floss. Uh, whether you dance or you floss your teeth, be sure to get in all the spaces. That's good. I hate that. <laughs> I'm gonna go floss after this. All right, gentlemen, welcome to level three. Question eleven: In what order, and in what movies do the six Infinity Stones appear oh in the God, MCU? You have to take notes. Jeez. Are you gonna at least help us with the names? I was of gonna the say Infinity I can't stones? even name the stones. There is the Time Stone, the Reality Stone, the Power Stone, the Space Stone, the Mind Stone, and the Soul Stone. Okay, so. I know in the Avengers, Tesseract is there, which I believe houses the Space Stone. I could be wrong about that. And the Mind Stone is also in that movie because Loki has it in his scepter. And like, you know, brainwashes. So people. which order, which, which, which of those two comes first, though? Tesseract is shown first before the Mind Stone. I believe the Reality Stone comes up in Thor 2. And then I know next will be Doctor Strange with the Time Stone. And then I have, I can't remember if it's in Infinity War or Endgame. I think it's Endgame. No, I'm going to go with Infinity War. The Soul Stone's in Infinity War. I don't know where the Power Stone comes in. I am honestly surprised with how close I got to uh, your answers to begin with. Even if you're wrong, if I'm close to someone, I'm happy. <laughs> we can ignore what movies they're in. Okay. I'll do mine now. Um, I had mind first and then space. Um, and then I had power there. I had no clue. I, on most of these, to be honest. Uh, and then I had reality. Uh, and then I had time. And then I had soul. Can I jump back in with a guess at the Power Stone? I believe that's in Guardians of the Galaxy, which would be prior to Doctor Strange. So I'm going to put that in between the reality and the time stone. Okay. Okay, I... I think I have the same as Connor, but it's because this, the Space Stone is in Captain America, which came out before the Avengers. Oh. oh, that's So it's still point. the first one. But I'm wondering if this is a trick question, because all of the Infinity Stones are technically shown in Guardians of the Galaxy in the same movie. Oh, shit, that's true. That's not a trick question. <laughs> but I think way. I should be extra right for knowing that. Also, you're not. I'm pretty sure, yeah. So I think it's space, mind, reality, power, time, soul. Gentlemen, the order is as follows. The Space Stone shows up for the first time as the Tesseract in Captain America the First Avenger. Following that, the Mind Stone as Loki Scepter in The Avengers. Then the Reality Stone as the Aether in Thor The Dark Worlds. Power Stone as itself in The Guardians of the Galaxy. The Time Stone as the Eye of Agamotto in Doctor Strange. 
and the Soul Stone in Woo! Infinity War. Very impressive. So, Connor, Alec, was, you get a point. Impressive. Or get three, three points. Connor, you you started flipping back and forth there for a hot sec, and I was like, dude, <laughs> Joe, Joe, you were there. Yeah. I really was like, I was like, did Thor 2 come before Avengers or the other way around? I could really not remember. No, Thor 2 is phase two. I actually remembered the, the soul and the time stone. I, I knew the mind and in space for early on and then i just took a guess from there <laughs> like i my prediction was the trip up was going to be on the mind stone because the mind stone is such a big part of mm. um mm-hmm. age of ultron i thought that was going to trip you guys up but you you remembered that it was in loki scepter so kudos they changed the color of it which wasn't very helpful it's he has like a blue scepter and then they took it out and it's yellow <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's like the whole thing, like Wanda's powers come from the Mind Stone, which is yellow, but she has red powers, which co- like directly coincides with the Reality Stone and makes, makes way more sense for Wanda, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. The, I mean, WandaVision kind of talks about the colors a little bit, right? It's not like... Well, the evil witch in WandaVision was purple. I almost brought her up, but I was like, Agatha Harkness, I think, is too niche. It was Agatha... All right, let's keep going. What is the full name of the Afghani doctor who saves Tony Stark's life in Iron Man by attaching a car battery to an electromagnet installed inside of Stark's chest cavity? No idea. I think it starts with an S. I could not tell you, and I don't want to be offensive by guessing. (laughs) Cameron, this is a trap. (laughs) Connor, Connor, good point. Connor, for cultural sensitivity, you all get one point. (laughs) Do I actually get a cultural point? Yes, 100%. (laughs) Because I didn't think of that. Uh, Hailing from the small fictional village of Golmira, Afghanistan, Dr. Ho Jensen was Tony's cellmate during their collective time spent in captivity of the international terrorist organization known as the Ten Rings. Jensen would actually go on to save Tony's life a second time when he sacrificed himself to buy Tony more time to boot up the first uh, Iron Man suit. I read a theory a couple days ago that like Jensen was probably and arguably the most impactful um, character in all of the MCU because... I don't, if Tony hadn't met Jensen, he probably would have still been an asshole and then never would have done all the things he did as Iron Man. This is true. He wouldn't even be Iron Man. He'd be dead. Right. But you could also make the argument that if, you know, it, it's the butterfly mm-hmm. effect argument, but. I'm a new Jensen oh, yeah, Yeah, Jensen's a cool dude. Good actor. All right. On October 11th, 2021 via Twitter. Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 director James Gunn confirmed that the character of Adam Warlock would be played by former child actor blank. Uh, the eyebrows guy from Maze Runner. <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> I was going to go with Zac Efron because I thought that he had come up as potential at one point. But I have not seen Maze Runner, so... Again, I have uh, absolutely no idea. Um, Alec, you are correct. I will accept Eyebrow Kid as an answer. Uh, his name is Will Poulter. If you Google Eyebrow Kid, he comes up. <laughs> yeah, he comes up. Um, he's hot now, though. Uh, Wait, what's his name? I'm going to be we the think? What's his name? Are we allowed to say that? That he's hot now? Yeah. You said he was a child actor, so... He's a man now. <laughs> All right, moving on. 
Which actor has the most number of credited appearances in the movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Does this include Stanley? <laughs> I was gonna say Stanley. <laughs> yes, it does include Stanley. I'm saying Stanley then. Well, now I'm thinking you would think it's Stanley, and it's actually someone else. All right, I'm going with Stanley. Final answer. I'm gonna say Samuel L. Jackson just because maybe. I was also going to say Samuel L. Jackson because I know Nick Fury's always got his nose in everybody's business, and I think he <laughs> would be around, including the time in Iron Man Two when uh, Stanley did not cameo. The actor with the most number of credited appearances is Stan Lee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> in every movie he makes a cameo in, he is credited as an actor. Yeah. Followed by a tie between RDJ and Samuel L. Jackson, who are both in 10 movies each. I should have gone with my gut. Fury is not in all the earliest ones, right? Uh, he... No, he makes most of his appearances in Phase yeah. 2. Iron Man 2 is the first one he's in. Yeah, he's not in the first two. Uh, no, he's in the end of Iron Man 1 in the post credit scene. That's the trick with MCU. Like, you gotta, you gotta think of all those post credit scenes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's probably where a lot of Nick Fury's uh, appearances have probably been made, is yeah. post credit scenes. <laughs> You're right, Bryce. I had not even known there was a post credit scene in Iron Man 1 until I rewatched it, like, six months ago. What is it? You didn't rewatch all these movies? To prepare for this episode, Cameron? <laughs> no, I did not watch through. You call uh, yourself an 60 authority on to the eighty yeah. hours of. How can we trust you? No. <laughs> so uh, basically, at the end of Iron Man One, um, someone breaks into Tony's house, and then it he rounds the corner, and guess who's sitting there in the dark chair? It's Nick Fury, because that's his signature move. Mm. Let me flip on the light. I was also thinking of uh, Scarlett Johansson. Mm. She's probably up there now. I bet she's probably at like nine or ten she as still well. misses quite a few though yeah i mean i mean the the answer is going to change in a few years because stanley's not appearing in anymore so and, and neither is scarlett johansson it's gonna be nick fury last question already as of today according to rotten tomatoes critics reviews what is the worst rated mcu movie of all time hmm mm. mm. There's two answers and bouncing around in my head. You could also tell me what is my least table Marvel movie, and I will give you full points for that. That you've seen? Is is your least favorite a different answer than the worst Rotten Tomatoes one? Is that what that means? Yes. Interesting. Do you just like really not like Guardian of the Galaxy 2 or some random one like that? I feel like, I feel like the easiest answer is just to say The Incredible Hulk. Um, he gave us the rating of it at the beginning of the episode he did but that doesn't mean that the rest of them are all rated higher i will give you the caveat that the rating i gave you was from metacritic not Ah, i am going with incredible hulk because i don't know well enough to be able to give other answers i'm gonna say eternals i think that one was the worst at least initially i don't know what it is now but i know initially it was rated worse than Thor 2, which was my other guess. Yeah. So I watched Eternals recently and I did enjoy it. And I remember seeing that the Rotten Tomatoes ratings were a lot worse than I thought they were going to be. But I'm still going to go with Thor 2 because I know that one is kind of notoriously bad. Definitely up there with uh, The Incredible Hulk as well. That's my answer. Hmm. Connor, if you had stuck with your gut, you would have been right, my man. I didn't want to copy Bryce. (laughs) So the Worst movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes, at a 48% is the 
Eternals, <laughs> which I have to point out is directed by Chloe Zhao, the woman who directed Nomadland, which won three Oscars. But it's also a completely different movie. I'm challenging this answer. Ooh. Okay. Challenge on yeah. the last question. I don't think that's true. Anyone else want to pile on this challenge train? I'm definitely not challenging it. I will say I really like the Eternals, and I hope it's wrong. <laughs> I am not challenging. I don't think it was at a 48%. Okay. Well, that's not part of the question. <laughs> well, yeah, but I also think there were movies with worse rating. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Well, the next section is the challenge reveal, so let's put that on pause real quick. I was going to guess your least favorite. Yeah, if you were curious and... Uh, if you were all any of my real friends, I guess, you would know that I'm too indecisive to have a, uh. a least favorite movie because I can't decide what I dislike more between Thor and The Incredible Hulk. Okay, so that part was a trick question. Yes. <laughs> so do I get a point then? No. I guess um, The Incredible yeah. Hulk. So. The answer is The Eternals. Oh, nice. Um, I mean, undeserved. Nice, it was a great movie. Not say that? It's pretty good. Did I not say that already? No, you said you were going to wait to reveal. But now we don't know what the challenge question actually was. Yeah, so can we before we do the, the challenge question, can we reveal what points we're at right now? I am at eight points. Oh, okay. I'm at seven. Unless you give me the arm, and then I'm at eight. I, Bryce, I gave you the arm. Right. You declined. Okay, it. we're at eight, Ben. I have 19. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so if Alec challenges multiple times and uh, I challenge... Can I go back and think of other questions I want to That's what I was going to do. <laughs> no. Uh, um, in case you were curious, before I reveal what the challenge is, Thor the Dark World is rated at a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not that and bad, And that is honestly. the second lowest. Hmm. What's the highest? Do you know the highest? Yeah, it may surprise Is you. it Shang-Chi? It is the Black Panther. Oh, I knew 90, 96%. That also won an Oscar. Shang-Chi was higher initially. Shang-Chi was at like 98 at first. Uh, Shang-Chi like. has, uh, it looks like it has settled to It's in the 90s, percent. Okay. Thor Ragnarok is 93. Iron Man is 94. No Way Home is 93, but somehow higher than Iron Man. I'll take it. Uh, 94 Endgame and 96 Black Panther. Yeah, I figured Endgame was second at least. You're telling me that critics think that Ant-Man and the Wasp is better than Infinity War? <laughs> They're wrong. Uh, Ant-Man, I, okay, so I might protest this episode of the podcast because you didn't ask a single question about Ant-Man. And you know that that's my favorite Marvel Paul Rudd movie. is a gem. What's the challenge? Gentlemen, the answer that I completely fabricated was question number two. Stanley was in every single Marvel movie he could have been in before he passed away. You're telling me you made up that entire thing with the bottles of whiskey? I did. Oh my I did. gosh. <laughs> that was convincing. That's really good, actually. Yeah. I believed you, but I also was like, that kind of doesn't make sense. Like, why would he only not be in Iron Man 2? <laughs> so does that mean he was also in movies after? Cause... No, 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 no. He... He died. I thought he was he in died. Far From Home. <laughs> and I thought that was after he died. He had recorded that previous to Sure, his but it was he still died and then the movie came out. Uh I mean I guess that's a technicality. It doesn't really <laughs> So we were still all so right. we were all <laughs> correct. And, but we didn't challenge, so it doesn't change anything. So actually 
Uh, if you're curious, in Iron Man 2, he plays Larry King at the Stark Expo. Mm. When Tony's going that ah. down the stairs in the POV thing, he looks yeah. and Stanley plays Larry King. That's funny. So you're um, telling me we should all knock ourselves down a point for saying false on that one? No, no, no. no. We were you still keep right. it. Technically, you were, we were right, right when I asked the question. You're fake right. Okay. But no. Feels well, bad. we were real right, too, because right he appeared in the Actually, movie we should all get died. three yeah. points because. No. Yeah, Just because Cameron was wrong about being wrong. Yeah. That's not true. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Alec, it seems like you're the one who uh, finished us off with the W. Thank goodness my hard work of paying way too much attention paid off. Bryce, Connor, you guys tied. As I stated at the beginning of the episode, I have seen a Marvel movie. So right. I feel like I've, I've proven that today. Bryce, you watched <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen all of the Marvel movies except for the Hulk. I just don't remember things that well movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for riding on the bus with me today and playing this game. Uh, I had a great time. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Everybody Buses off. Roll yeah, everyone get, get the hell off this bus.